Welcome back to Inspiring Neighbors Podcast, where we highlight seemingly ordinary people with extraordinary stories. Today was an amazing day. We got to interview my wife of seven years. Many of you know her as Laura Cepeda. I know her as many names, including Baby Cakes, Baby, Babe, Wifey. Uh, The list goes on. But wow, did we ever go deep in this episode Laura is not only my wife, but she's an amazing mother of three beautiful boys. She's an amazing friend. She's an amazing daughter. She's an amazing sister. And recently, Laura has been doing a lot of work in studying the emotions of humans and how it affects our health. And she was very brave in going into that with us in a lot of detail. And I have no doubt that you'll find her just as amazing as we do. Please enjoy Laura Cepeda. Let's talk to our neighbors, because everyone can inspire. The Inspiring Neighbors Podcast Light Jafar. We are sitting across from a smoking hot tan. <laughs> My wife, Laura Cepeda. Welcome, Laura. Laura oh, wow. is, she can't breathe because <laughs> she's laughing too hard. We're off oh. to a good start. Hi, Laura. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the studio. Thank you. Angela didn't remember how we met. And I remember very clearly. She was sitting in uh, one of our engineering classes at 8 o'clock in the morning. I used to uh, not go to all those classes. But this time I did. And Angela was sitting there and I was like, I got to go sit beside her. I've been like, I I was watching her. Um, and I was like, that girl is cool. I like her. I want to sit beside her. Just by looking at her, you knew that? I don't know. I just, I felt her. She was, uh, she has a awesome aura. A palpable energy. Wow. 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 <laughs> I'm going to put that as my bio. A palpable energy. <laughs> oh, that sounds a little raunchy, Trevor. Anyways. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So then... <laughs> I went and sat beside you, and then I re- and then I found out you were Colombian. I was like icing on the cake, and then I guess the rest was history. Even though you don't remember, see what I remember is <laughs> not that moment. I actually don't remember, like uh, the precise moment we started talking. You know, I think we became friends pretty quick after that. But uh, what I remember is noticing you probably way before that, because there's no way you can miss Laura anywhere like i said <laughs> now specific especially in an engineering class like agreed so like you shine <laughs> in a way that yeah so you can see just people gravitating towards you as i was saying and and i knew that you were colombian because <laughs> i mean <laughs> i don't know you're, you're very visible and and i was very proud as i told you that you were representing colombians and i was just happy to be in the background be like this this girl is cool i'm just keep it and then i don't know what happened but i'm glad maybe my vibes <laughs> yeah we were, <laughs> were, we, were we were meant and to came. collide we were meant to be together so speaking of being colombian that's actually where my question came from because I was thinking it's crazy that I've known you for 16 years and I've never really that I remember heard your story of immigration and it's kind of weird to me that you are Colombian are no <laughs> that like that that there was a point when you were not Canadian mm. and that 
you must have merged those those identities or those like yeah. parts of yourself i remember when i turned 21 i think i was like i'm now more canadian than colombian because when i came to canada i was 10 and a half so i i almost like was counting i remember counting down to like i'm gonna lose my colombianism <laughs> And I, yeah, like when I was 21, I was like, okay, this is it. I'm now more Canadian. <laughs> so 21 was the cutoff? That's... Well, no, it was just half my life. Like half my life I had been Colombian. Uh... And then there, my, the second half of my life was now Canadian. And I wasn't going to go back to Colombia. So I was becoming more Canadian. It's the way that I analyzed it in my brain. Hmm. Interesting. It's so mathematical. Of you. <laughs> I get it. But you're more Canadian than anyone that I know that is that Colombian. <laughs> and that's the mystery that I wanted to see. Like, how how was it for you, first of all, coming here? And and how did that, you know, evolve over time? So I think for me, what I remember is um, my parents all of a sudden told us that we were moving to Canada. But we lived in a country or in the part of Colombia that was uh, not the safest uh, government wise and it was like hush hush like you couldn't tell your friends you couldn't tell uh, people I don't know if that was um, real or not but my parents definitely enforced it and um, like you couldn't tell them where you lived no I couldn't, couldn't tell, tell them we were you were leaving there. no I could we couldn't tell them that I was we were moving to Canada because uh. Maybe they thought that we had lots of money to move to Canada. Maybe they thought, um, and I know at that time, um, not not when I was there, but looking back, Colombia at that time was struggling, and it actually kind of got worse uh, when uh, as when as we left, and then it got better, and now it's kind of just like in the middle somewhere. I'm not sure, um, but so coming here, I'd remember. I remember arriving. I remember we arrived on Canada Day. Um, and I remember looking for houses. I remember school. I remember going into school. So And my mom, like, showing off her folder of our grades. She was so proud. She was just like, look at my daughter. She's grade six, but look at her, like, like grade six. Come on, mom. Like. There was a lot of pressure. There was a lot of, that's how we were brought up. Like, you have to be excellent. You have to be perfect. You have to have great, good grades. Um, and uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was awful. <laughs> I remember starting school and not knowing anything. And I don't know if, like, you just kind of erase it or what. But I do remember, like, things here and there. And I remember, like, doing charades to people so that they would understand me. And I heard stories that we would meet up, me, my sister, and my cousin, um, on at Reese's and just, like, sit together with nobody, nobody around us. So and that was at the beginning of school. By the end of school, like, it was totally different. Like, we already knew English. Like, it's amazing how your brain works when you're a kid, right? Um but yeah, like it was tough and I hated that Christmas. That was probably one of the worst Christmases other than my sister finding out that there's no Santa. Oh, jeez, Double whammy. 
no, no, no. It wasn't that Christmas where she found out, but uh, other than my sister finding <laughs> oh, out there was no Santa, okay. um, it was one of the worst Christmas because Christmas in Colombia is amazing. Like, it's party all of December and even into January. Like, you're partying all the time. The weather's warm. The food is amazing. Like, there's family everywhere. There's music everywhere. And I just remember here and we were like, it was cold. It was lonely. It was dark. And I was just like, this is horrible. <laughs> Bing Crosby singing really slowly. <laughs> and I just remember my parents struggling a lot. Like, it was very, very hard on them um, moving here. And I think their motivation was like, our daughters, our daughters need a better future. Just that's what kept them going. What at one point, I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of my questions. At what point did you realize they had sacrificed something to come here? I like think I always did. Uh, I think I always did. I knew, I don't know if it was like something that they necessarily forced upon you. Like, we're moving here for you and you're going to be great. Right? It wasn't like that. <laughs> but, like, but, like, <laughs> but I remember like them talking. It's like the girls are going to have a better future. They're going to have a great education. Mm. They're going to have, um, you know, all these opportunities. Mm. It's Healthcare. all about opportunities. <laughs> and um, I guess... Yeah, like it, it, it was pressure. And I, be, I believe part of my engineering degree is because of that. Um, other than the fact that I didn't know what else I was going to do. And this was something that I could do. It was never my passion. It was never my, my yes, I have dreamt to be an engineer. For my parents to be proud of me and love me. <laughs> I wish everyone could see Laura right now. I wish I had taken a video of that. That would have been a good Instagram post. Just, I don't know, like part, half of that story was the energy in which you told it with. I'm sure it came through in the mic, but just, I don't know. It was very yeah. physical. The proper the hands Latin hand motion. Yeah. <laughs> Big smile, blink flashing of the eyes like her mom was doing. Opportunities. <laughs> Well, I am out of questions. You answered, I think, all of mine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You've always been very, like, I don't know, grounded, I guess. Like, you know, there's like a old wisdom in you. Mm -hmm. So you came here when you were 10, yet you still knew the day you landed all these things your parents had left behind and why they did it and it's for you and your sister and you're going to do these great amazing things which you have but somehow you knew that right away i think in if i was in those shoes i would just kind of be realizing it now that oh wow <laughs> <laughs> they left some stuff behind for me you give off this um this energy of just being so centered knowing yourself so uh, well like being so confident and such a stable rock but usually when you associate maturity, you think like serious, like, you know, not not high energy, not extrovert, not out there, not like party, like not weathered. fun, not like, yeah. <laughs> wild? <laughs> Washed up Not wild. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And I think that for me, that the first impression you give off is wild because your energy is so high and so magnetic and you just draw people but then when you get to know you it's like you just see there's so much like 
depth and thought and wisdom and and it's I don't know what's your question in there. What's the question, Trevor? <laughs> where did that come from? I think that was one of my questions. Is where did like the bubbly, the fizziness come from? Well, I'm, I'm flattered. You guys are gonna make me cry. Um, it's funny because you say I know myself, and I feel that in the last two years is when I've really started to understand who I am and. And I'm not even like there yet. I'm not even, I don't feel that I know who I am yet. I don't, I feel that when I look back um, at when I was wild and crazy and free, when I was like 18, 19, 20, you know, was like there wasn't much responsibility to me. There wasn't much, um, I guess, heaviness of like, where does money come from? Where does, um, you don't think about that stuff when you're young, right? You don't think about, I don't have kids to hold me down. I don't have a husband. I don't have a house. I don't have a mortgage. And, uh, to me back then I was really cool. Like I look back and I remember and I was like, she was pretty fun. She was pretty crazy. And she was, she just did what she wanted. Um, I remember I left one summer with Matt um, who, was, he, who was my best guy friend at the time. And uh, we left for almost eight weeks. We did volunteering in Ecuador, and then we traveled around Peru, and we stayed with my uncle in Miami for a little bit. And it was like the best summer of my life. We went bungee jumpy. We went uh, rappelling down waterfalls. And I loved that. Like, it was like that was what energized me that was like planning it and i remember even like our first couple years of marriage like traveling to traveling to um india that was crazy that was fun traveling to thailand traveling to new zealand traveling to australia like it was just it was even colombia like it was just I remember her and I miss her and there's parts of me that are going are looking for her like there are parts of me that are finding her again and she will make it back but when you say that I know myself it's funny because I actually don't think I do and there was a period of my life um, where all kind of collapsed I felt that everything collapsed and now I'm rebuilding from that but in a more mature way and in a more um, intentional way, in a more um, controlled way. Because I feel like before it was just happening and I wasn't in control and I was just like, free, right? Um, But now I want to make it happen. I don't think I fully know who I am and parts of me are still finding her and I feel that there are days that are great, there are days that are not so great, but it's all a learning curve. I feel like the most authentic me is coming. The mo- the my um, trueness is coming, and I do want that wildness to be part of it, because wild lore is pretty fun. <laughs> I agree. I laughed when you said the first two years of our life was like fun and wild and crazy, and because then I just went to like what happened after year two. <laughs> uh, you mentioned something that Angela and I both wanted to ask you about is. You said responsibility a couple times, mm-hmm. and I had asked Angela this question in her interview, 
Um, is being the older sibling, did that put pressure on you to be responsible? Because what we both see, and now I'm kind of speaking for Angela, but we both were talking about this, that you are a very natural leader, I'll call it, and you handle, like, you kind of take on that responsibility. Almost voluntarily, would you say that, Angela? Like, yeah. As if I mean, yeah. Like, like you, again, it's like your energy has so much power that I think you just own the space. And it feels like you both take it and people then very quickly expect you to take it. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I believe, yes, I, it was kind of put on to me by my parents. <laughs> uh, make sure you watch over your sister. And I think we do that to Tommy now. Guaranteed, yep. And he's becoming a lot more mature because of it. I mm-hmm. don't, poor little guy. But I think it just comes with the territory of being first. Uh, I mean, look at your older sister. She's very responsible and mm-hmm. she's very... Um, she gets things done for the family, yeah. right? So I, I don't know. I don't know if you can really escape it. I mean, being the first, you get cuddles the most. Tommy had the most cuddles. Tommy had the most love alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but now he gets to be older brother Tommy. And I think that happens with, I think it's natural. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're, you've chosen to be the firstborn. Right? Like you, you've chosen to be the firstborn. You're cho- you, from what I understand now um, in energy, I believe that we all choose our lives. We all come here to experience. And I wanted to experience being the older sister, I guess. <laughs> so what do you mean by we choose? Like before we're us, we choose? Yeah, like, like our soul. Our soul. Our soul, I believe has a choice it has free will and it chooses to come into a family it chooses to be part uh it chooses its parents it chooses the situations that it wants to experience and i believe my soul wanted to be who i am today right like the firstborn immigrant parents immigrant life and it's all kind of bringing me up to my purpose which I don't know what my purpose is yet, but I'll get there. Who does? <laughs> so I don't know. I guess, uh, yes, I, I think being the oldest does put that. And I remember with even with my friends, like, what are we doing today? Let's 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 go. Let's what should we do today, Laura? Like, let's what are we doing this weekend, Laura? Mm-hmm. And I would be the one planning the weekends. I would be the one planning um, what we're doing, if we were going to go camping, where are we going camping? What are we bringing? Who's bringing what? Like, I remember being that person. And in the last few years, I've let that go. I've, I haven't had the time to with the, with our families and stuff. And I've actually seen our friendships like wither away a little bit too. So it's almost like if I don't keep the fire burning, then it doesn't stay around me. I get a say in whether or not I want to have it or not, which is kind of cool. But before it was more like, oh, it's not happening. I guess they don't care about me, which is not the case at all. Yeah, it feels a little, I don't know, unfair. It's like you have to put so much energy and so much work and 
we were saying even earlier that when you who you are seems effortless from the outside <laughs> and logic tells you there's no way <laughs> that this girl is putting this much energy into everything and that doesn't have a toll right uh but for yeah. you to be able to choose where you put your energy i think it's things like this is a quick thing quick thought at the I feel now I'll speak for Trevor since okay, <laughs> we're speaking do, for each other. So uh, we are. I think we relate to each other. In, in our path has been more similar, and your things like your confidence level and your. When I look back at the Laura I've known, we call the wild Laura. It's like Laura always says yes to everything. Laura went on every trip. She participated in every contest. She went (laughs) on every adventure. She joined every sports team. Like (laughs) she was at every party. She always says yes to everything. And I think we have come to say like, I'm going to start saying yes to things. (laughs) And I think you are ahead of us in that journey of like, you already went through all of this say yes to everything stage and now you get to make more conscious choices that isn't just like everything and and then of course maybe at some point not being able to do everything because time runs out and and i'm amazed one time ran out for you like my time ran out way before that it's like i have no time and laura's doing 20 more things yeah i mean i yes looking back i remember my mother kind of trying to blame my friends for for always being out like why do you always have to go out is it your friends like why do they always I'm like no mom it's me like I want to go out I made these plans like she's like why why can't you just stay in she's so different than who I am today I tell Trevor I'm like we should get a date night and go have a nap <laughs> let's get your parents to babysit and let's go let's go sleep I don't know, maybe it's because we have small children and they don't sleep through the night. Um, But right now, the energies are depleting. Um, There's not as much to go around. But there are parts of her that I miss. There are parts of her that I I want back. And um, maybe in a more um, conscious way, maybe in a more... Um, controlled way where it wasn't just like say yes to everything right I can see her in the future coming back because I, I, I want her back I want I want her to be there and, and she was fun like she was a little bit crazy but she was fun and then there is both sides like she was fun but everything you're saying is like she was taking care of everyone yes. like that's the maturity part that was there it wasn't just like a wild thing running around yeah. asking others asking others to do things for her it was very much you taking care of everyone like i was just at stampede the calgary stampede yesterday and remembering one of my top calgary favorite moments was going to the stampede and I have tried to recreate that stampede experience at least three times, and it, it has never come close. <laughs> Even last night, like it was fun. It wasn't the weather, it wasn't the seats, the show was okay, but it was never as fun as that time that, and it, it was, you knew everything. You knew all the right things to do besides just being there. You knew what time to be there. You know, you you convinced us to be at that spot and and everything that led up to that and everything around that. And then you made the wait super fun. like. Everything was you, and I'm sure that's that's just the one that comes to mind. And so many people will have similar examples of of how you took care of them, and not in a purely like 
I don't know, functional way, but in a true, like, letting you see the joy of life kind of way, like, helping you to see that. That's so funny that you say it that way, because I remember just feeling intense. Like, I'll be like, Trevor, we have to go to the dog show. It's going to start in this time. Or Trevor, go line up here, and I'll line up here so that we could both do something together. Like, it was just like, I, I remember just, like, multitasking, extreme multitasking. And uh, just being extremely like stressed about time and making sure we got everything done. And it was like, ah, like we got to be here at this time. We got to be here at this time. And I'm glad you saw the other side. <laughs> yeah, no, no it's, this is like really nice to be able to see the other side of our common experiences, yeah. right? Because, yeah. Because it, it, it even happens now with our kids and going to Callaway Park. It's like, Trevor, go line up on that ride while I'm doing this ride with them so that when we're done here, we go over there. And then... So then I'm standing there trying not to get in a fight with the five other moms who've waited way longer. And then Laura comes over with the three kids and the stroller and I'm trying to excuse me, excuse me, you just got to get up to my husband who won't be riding this roller coaster. I've always needed to streamline. Trevor calls it streamline everything. And I have tried over the years to let that go as hard as it is to let it go. But I don't know if I really can. I don't know if I really should anyways. Maybe yeah. you don't need to. The taking care of people, like while you may feel like the wild side has gone down, you don't see that as much. The taking care of people has to be at an all-time max because now you're bringing up these <laughs> three humans and a dog and, uh, and a whole family. And how do you feel like you've transferred that to being a mom? Um, well, I think we should uh, interview Tommy. <laughs> we will. We'll get him on. But no, it's funny because the other day I, I have to prep him. He, um, he gets overwhelmed and he starts making things really big in his head and then he doesn't even want to try um, to do things. So now that summer's here, I've been getting him in camps here and there. And uh, tomorrow he starts Pedal Heads, which is a, a biking camp. And uh, I started talking to him about three or four nights ago, and he almost started to cry. He's like, I don't want to do it, Mom. I don't want to do it. And it's because he gets all this, like, stress about, I don't know, maybe being perfect or maybe being away from me or um, just being shy. But then I, I know I have to prep him for it. And then a few days or a couple of days after, I was like, Tommy, have I ever put you in things that you don't enjoy? And he thought about it a bit. Today in the car, he's like, Mom, I love everything you have, you, you signed me up for. I love Kids Strong. I love Taekwondo. I love, and I'm going to love pedal heads. And Aww. it's just like, I guess for me, Yes, I do it for two reasons. First is because he drives me crazy and we're the same person and things just kind of combust when we're together for too long. Um, but the second Trevor's part is... Nodding. That <laughs> <laughs> nodding in agreement. But the second part of it is he needs to let... He needs an outlet. He needs, he needs to let it out. And um, I guess it, it, it just... It's very rewarding to see you, your, your kid repeating back to you your teachings, right? And um, Tommy, especially right now, it's very, it's very rewarding to hear it. Um, with Noah, it's a little bit more of like seeing it. Um, 
we were at Michael's the other day and we, there was a stand of cars and Noah is obsessed with cars, like obsessed, obsessed. He probably has 300 cars. Like it's, it's ridiculous how many cars he has. And he knows exactly which one's which, which color is which, whose is what, when we got it. Like he knows everything about the car that he has. And I told him, I'm like, no, we're not getting anymore. You have way too many. And then um, we finished paying. We were going to go. And he's and he's still by the car stand, like admiring them and like looking at them. And I'm like, Noah. So I come over and I said, no, we got to go. And I like started to pull him away. And then he started to lose it. So then my mom instincts, I was like, okay, I can have a meltdown here. I can give it in to Noah or I can try something else. And for some reason, that just happens in like half a second and you make a choice. And I just kneel down. And I was just like, Noah, I know you're sad. These cars are beautiful. Look at all these cars. Which one's your favorite color? So I started, we started talking about the cars. And I was like, but now we have to say goodbye to the cars. And then he's just like, okay, bye cars. And he just walked away. And I was like, what the hell just happened? How did this work? But little wins like that just... just Fill your heart up and you're just like, yes, it's priceless. It's, it's magical. It's, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's like, I don't know, that feeling, I know that feeling when you like finally crack the code on what's going to get through to that kid at that moment. And every, like, I feel like every time it's different. Mm -hmm. But when you like, when you do get that perfect code and you connect with them and you give, like you validate him or her, you give just the right amount of empathy then everything kind of just changes and the world turns over and the sun comes out it's like a it's a very rewarding feeling it just it is that validation it that's where i get that validation where i'm like okay this is this is the right thing to do and um it just makes you feel like everything is worth it like the, the sleepless nights are worth it the the tantrums are worth it the little things make a big impact. Before we get off the responsibility topic, do you think you, like, when you were younger and hanging out with all your friends and taking on all this responsibility, did you welcome that? Like, did you take it on as, like, a, something to be proud of? Like, this is... I would say I yes. I am the planner. I'm going to... I would guys, say relax. yeah. I got this. <laughs> yeah. I would say yes. Um, I would remember... I remember my friends was like, the weekend's coming. What are we doing? I'm like, okay, let's let's figure it out. It felt it almost felt like it was my 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 contribution. It was my way of being needed. I don't know if I needed to be needed, but I yeah, mean, it was yeah. Everyone needs to be needed. I just <laughs> I agree. Um it was it like it, it wasn't a burden for me. It wasn't it wasn't something it kind of has become it was I've been letting it go now because there's other other priorities, I guess. And it's been actually, like I said, it's it's kind of like a tug of war. Like, do I want her back? Do I want that back? Do I need that? And I don't think at this time I need it, and that's why it's not there. That's why I don't have plans every weekend. But you remember, like, you, I, I, you would be like, okay, what are we doing this weekend? Because I had the whole entire weekend planned yeah. out. Um, it's, it's actually interesting because you mentioned the being needed thing. Me, as you know, with my friends before we met, I was that person. 
when we went camping, I was, I filled my minivan at the time with all, it was my dad's minivan. Rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> the minivan, not the yeah, dad. It's true. <laughs> um, <coughs> um, I would pack everything we needed. My friends would bring like a backpack with a lighter, maybe, <laughs> and like a package of bacon. And uh, like we'd get there and they'd have no way of cooking it. I would have like a stove and I would have everything that we needed. And I was that person. When we went for par- to parties on the weekend, I was the one who got everyone home. And then uh, I met Laura, and I had to... It was really interesting because now I'm not that person anymore. (laughs) It's like my role is not like... Sorry. Sorry, Trevor. This girl's way too crazy. No, it's like we've given your job to someone else now. (laughs) You can hang out if you want. It's your notice. Yeah. So I had to like really... I had to adjust. I had to like kind of find where I was needed again. And I remember there was a there was a good amount of time where I was like finding that adjustment. When we were like planning for New Zealand, I remember like one moment I was just like, "Okay, shut up, Trevor. I'm like, you're not the planner anymore. Laura's got this." So I think I agree with you. You welcomed it. And you're amazing at it. I believe everything has two sides right like and there can be too much of everything so Mm -hmm. i believe that at one point i just welcomed it so much that it got overwhelming like it i what i didn't have i wasn't making it a conscious thing it was just it kind of became who i was and on top of that it became overwhelming like (laughs) i think we still have the spreadsheets for new zealand like that was insane oh our wedding planning the spreadsheets, the spreadsheets for that, like our guest list and who was coming and the like, everything was down to every single detail, even to the last dollar. Like it was, it was intense. And mm-hmm. I don't think life needs to be that intense. Yes, there are parts of me that love it still. I would love to plan a trip. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't plan it that way anymore. Um leave more room for the unknown, leave more room for the creativity. And I don't think I could anyways. If we if we were to go right now, we can't have every minute planned with the three kids that we have. And I think that's part of like what the kids have taught me is just like being in the moment and you guys need to nap. Well, we're not going to the museum today. We got a nap. Like it is what it is and being okay with those decisions. I had a huge fear of missing out before where it was like, Trevor, we have to see everything. We got to see everything. I like, and it was stressful. It was almost like, when are we going to rest? I, I honestly feel that I have let a lot of that go. I don't know how you feel about it. <laughs> I was just thinking now we know that probably we were missing things. In the attempt to not miss things, if that makes sense. Yeah, anyways, right? You're not present at all when you're trying to catch everything. I remember we went to Paris for 24 (laughs) hours. Like, I think it was probably 20 hours in Paris. Yes. And we Uh, walked. I don't think anyone in the world, Terry Fox never walked as far (laughs) as we walked. (laughs) That is not a factual fact. Yeah, we did fact. We'll We'll fact check that later. (laughs) We saw the Eiffel Tower, the uh, 
square thing in the middle of that road intersection. <laughs> we went to we went Arc to Arc de Triomphe or whatever oh yeah, you call Arc it. We saw the Louvre. We the, went to the Louvre. We went like three other churches. Notre we went Dame. To Notre Dame. Yeah. Like this we, is in twenty hours, and we we got home. <laughs> His we got, got back really to, big. Yeah, we got back to the hotel at like five o'clock in the afternoon. And we're like, okay, we're gonna have a quick nap because Laura has run us into the ground. <laughs> We're going to have a quick nap and we'll wake up and go party at night and go check out the nightlife in Paris. All three of us woke up at eight in the morning. Oh, it was really we looked sad. at each other like, no. You're missing nightlife. Yeah. <laughs> so did we see everything? I don't know. Like, did we miss out? Probably. I think you'll always miss out on things. But that's a weird example of what I was trying to get to. But I think in life, we, we have learned now that... If you want to soak up life, you have to be present. But we are, we are now, just now, kind of starting to realize that. Yeah, and um, it brings a little bit of sadness to me, uh, that present thing. Because looking back at pictures and videos of Tommy, I don't remember baby Tommy. And I'm sure that's also just because, you know, two more kids after him and all that stuff that we've done. But... I am making a conscious decision to be present and maybe I just take more videos now because of that but life is precious and you just look at the our kids faces and you light up what else is there to do like you just that is where you need to be that is what you where I should be grateful and present and and probably a lesson that needs to keep getting learned. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there will be a day where you look back on these days and remember when the kids were so little mm-hmm. and remember, like, I wish I had that back, you know? Like, oh, that's, yeah. it's, like, you can't help that, I know. And it's chaos. Like, it's not that it's not, it's bliss every day. It is chaos and it is exhausting. And um, I think it's kind of designed like that for a reason so that you keep having more and you forget, right? You just, mm-hmm. like you're exhausted you don't remember how much chaotic how much chaos it was and then you're like oh let's just have another one mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a hangover you always forget the hangover <laughs> and then the next away. weekend you're out at it again yeah. let's have another kid let's have another one uh but for the record we're not having any more we may really <laughs> really <laughs> angela's working my, on it my, uh, tommy tommy and angela are manifesting this fourth baby yeah. uh, not even trying but <laughs> it's out there it's just picking up <laughs> it's out there i yeah no i think letting go is a is a tough one and um it's it's always like again you just you tend to remember the best the very best of the past and even that you're putting like rose colored glasses on top um and compare it with in some moments the worst of today and mm-hmm. and then that it's not fair and and yeah it's it's tough it's interesting to like try to be aware of of the the goodness of the day um and also that we have to make choice like whether we make choices or not we're making choices like the idea of you can just keep adding on top and adding on top and uh i was thinking about this recently like thinking about old friends and there's pre- like as you go through life you keep accumulating friendships and i'm using like air quotes for friendships because of course you can't devote the same time to every friend especially the time that you used to at the peak of being able to share life with them than you know your current point and and sometimes that 
can make me sad. It's like I miss this person or I miss our friendship or I'm like losing friends as I go older because I, I'm lucky that I have so many friendships that I feel like I can pick up where I left off and it's not lost. But unless I'm in that moment when I'm picking up, it's just like they feel lost. They feel like mm-hmm. you, you're missing out on a lot. Um, but there's also some that can't stand that. And there's also some friendships that were meant for that moment in time and gave you everything and you shared life together. And it's okay that they're no longer apart because your lives are different now, right? And you're meant to be sharing with other people. I love that. And I guess if you were to put it in terms of frequencies and energy, you um, you are vibrating at a certain frequency. We're always emitting frequencies and we attract like frequencies we as the three of us here sitting here we're vibing in a similar frequency and we attract people and to our lives to teach us things and to and we teach them things and we experience things together Um, but we only do that if we are meant to collide right so for me knowing that it kind of makes it feel a little bit better that you know well maybe I'm not meant to be with that person right now and when there's something that we need to experience together it'll be experienced together and I don't know it's 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 to me it's easier to let it go that way it's a it's an easier understanding for me you kind of resign yourself to there's a bigger plan Mm -hmm. out there so like you're trying to control it and Angela said like letting go of control there's there's something bigger happening that you believe now that these experiences are meant to be happening and that's kind of it releases a lot of pressure from you just in that realization yes i would compare it to like driving out to the mountains and you drive through the mountains and you feel so small like and powerless and you're just so tiny a tiny piece of this gigantic puzzle which you don't always feel right like sometimes like everything feels huge all these decisions like tiny little decisions you have to make in a day they feel burdening but when you're able to see like the bigger picture and just understand that there's a whole world happening right now and the universe is is kind of running the show and you can just kind of sit back and relax and enjoy the ride it's a big it's a big step in awareness Yes, Is thank that you. Kind of what you're trying to say. It's absolutely. <laughs> okay. That's why I married you. Thanks. <laughs> Hopefully more. But thank you. <clears throat> You've already started showing your recent beliefs. I'll call it. Um, one of the things I've loved about you is you're so comfortable showing you, showing the world you who you are like you have this confidence in like you were raised a vegetarian <laughs> you you were never apologetic about it you would tell anyone who asked and like it was never a thing it was never a big thing side note to that um the other day we were having a play date with a friend of tommy's and they were we were coming over for lunch and tommy turns to this friend and he's like but there's no meat in our house we don't eat animals. <laughs> and that's so, like, that's amazing. I remember when I met you 10, 11 years ago, 
and I started eating less meat, it was like the biggest fear of my day that like in one, any given day was telling people somebody I can't eat that. I'm vegetarian. There is so much like, I guess, fear of criticism that I never saw in you. And now you're, we've, you've gone through this huge shift in like awareness. And now you like, you're talking about the universe and your soul comes with a, makes a decision before we arrive. Like you're so confident in the, in your beliefs and in what you know. And I just think of like one example you were telling your friend the other day that uh, we had solved Bennett's eczema problem. <laughs> and she's, this is so funny. And she asks, oh, what happened? Like, what did you do? What was it? Expecting like, what medicine did you use? And Laura goes, well, we released, uh, he had some fear in his solar, plex. in his solar plexus <laughs> that we were able to release. And I'm like, I, would, I could never say that to my friend. <laughs> the, I, well, the response was like, cool <laughs> yeah but what do you say the response it doesn't matter what the response yeah. is what matters is you you just throw out there what you are and take it or leave it everyone <laughs> this is me and i guess my question is how like did you always have that who how did you learn that again it's funny because your perspective is different than mine and me writing that text message was like okay well i have two choices here i could tell her you know like he's getting better uh we're not sure what's working but he's getting better like things are are getting better or i could just lay it out there and for some reason i just <laughs> laid it out there and uh there was like there was like that like it's kind of like a jolt like uh oh god here it goes and it's almost comical like once it's sent it's like oh my god there it is that's hilarious we'll see what happens with that it doesn't come natural i do actually force it in a way that i know it's going to make me feel better like it's it's a choice that i'm making consciously to not give in to others thoughts in about two years ago, I remember listening to a quote saying, people's opinions are theirs, like keep it theirs, right? Mm -hmm. And it like it was very, uh, it hit me very deeply, because it doesn't matter. I can't make you think anything that I want you to think. I can barely control my own thoughts. And if people don't want to be around what I am becoming. Mm -hmm. It means they're not meant to be part of my life. But it isn't easy. I haven't been able to share who I am with certain people. But it does feel good when I get, I guess, rewarded. Not rewarded, maybe. Validated. Yeah, supported, right? Like with my mom. My mom is very into this stuff. And... I'll be like, Mom, I learned this and this. And she's like, can you try it on me? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, or you, right? Like right now, I've, I've learned something new. Um, and I'm like, Trevor, are you ready to try this out? And you're like, okay. Let's do it. Get <laughs> yeah. up. So, I mean, um, there are people that I feel more confident with. There's people that I, I actually have to make a conscious decision. And there's people that I, I still can't can't penetrate that barrier 
I find that every time I do step into that person, it becomes easier and easier. And it, it, and it brings up a light in me. Um, and it has also attracted different people into my life. Like on Friday, I'm going to have a date with a friend where we're going to have wine and we're going to pendulum each other. Like that sounds... We should explain what pendulumming is. <laughs> dowsing. <laughs> it's dowsing. Dowsing or... I guess that's not technically the right term for it, but... You're just going to like work on energy healing. Yeah, we're going to do some energy healing other, and... But practicing a new... Practicing a new technique. And I'm like, when would I have ever done that? Like two years ago, right? Mm -hmm. My Friday nights were about movie nights or dinner or campfire but no this time we're gonna go hang out in her basement and we're gonna do this <laughs> i just so, imagined you three years ago saying trevor i'm gonna go on a date with someone and drink wine and we're gonna pendulum each other is that okay <laughs> uh can i come <laughs> i guess the fear and the the light kind of have like a a scale and and sometimes one side wins and sometimes the other side wins so it's not always I wouldn't say it's always um, but I try to choose when and even put myself out of the comfort zone so that I can just come closer to who I was meant to be to being you mm -hmm. I think it's a, if anything it's a quick way to filter out who in your life loves you for who you are and who is just kind of has this conditional love yeah maybe and or that's it i wanted to mention angela she has like we've put ourselves out there in front of angela many times in the last two years <laughs> and i feel like she loves us more every time we do it yes. and it. yeah it's just like all right laura uh, angela accepts us like angela is an amazing person amazing friend and i feel closer to it every time that she says yes to some crazy thing that we come <laughs> up with um but some people don't and and that's fine like you yeah said, and that's just, the thing like it's not meant to be and the the maturity part comes where it's okay like it doesn't take away from who i am it doesn't take away from who they are we're just not jiving and that happens like it's nobody's fault it's nobody to blame it just is and there's something to learn and we move on mm -hmm. so that's that's the maturity part of that uh not not taking it personal and saying hey it's my fault i i am not enough like that's where things could go wrong but if you are aware and you just understand it for it being, you're just not compatible at this time, mm -hmm. you may come back to it later, then you just kind of move on. Mm -hmm. Angela had something I think, uh, to say. Just, yeah, just to kind of think of thing. It's like, um, you said, you know, you don't want to make it about yourself. Like there's something wrong with you because this didn't go well. And also not necessarily about them that I think it's like not exactly, they don't love you for who you are. It's, it's kind of a strong judgment. And I mm -hmm. think some people are just not ready to True, yeah. hear certain things and they'll hear it as an attack on themselves like mm -hmm. you know we <laughs> we make everything about ourselves yep. and so uh it could be for positive or for negative so when i 
when you put the crystals out there. And I've been curious about the stuff I know you're looking into uh, and learning about, but I haven't had the chance to hear really anything about it. So it was nice for me to see that side of you and start getting curious about what this all meant. Uh, but your intention to make this space nice and make the experience positive and make it a like you know bring light into the world kind of thing had the effect of making me feel very comforted and very safe and very loved and like this was a nice space so your intention definitely came through and I think that's the important thing now do I understand what's going on with the crystals never mind believe it because I don't even understand it no of course I'm not there at this time but what I got out of it is look at Laura and how she puts herself out there and how she is so strong and so tough and so uh, just yourself, you know? So I think the effect that you've had on me, both of you, and how you put yourselves out there is just to make me more secure in like trying to find out who I am and how I see things and also being less afraid to put that out there yeah. right mm -hmm. and as i explore especially like it's not like oh i have to have the right answer <laughs> before <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before i raise my head and tell the world what i think it's it's more like well if my intention is to be open and share myself uh, and because i've gotten that from others and i want to spread that then how can it be how can i regret that how can i regret having had that intention and you know putting things out there that i put out with that intention Trevor's mentioned before um, a lot of you know the the push you've given him is to get received a lot of credit for the things that he's done and how he's put himself out of the comfort zone as he was saying and I think in general I you know I experienced in like going through coaching with you guys but even before that like I think you are a great pusher as we said <laughs> at the beginning again I don't know how that sounds but uh, you're also much more than that the, the really like um, I think people want to make you happy. That's people want to please you. Uh, hmm. I don't even. That's the first thought I had when I saw really? it. <laughs> right? I'd love to please her. Like, Trevor. Trevor. Moment. I think. I think you just like you inspire people to be their best selves and to create the world that you th make the world what you think it should be um i i don't know again it's one of those things i just assume it's effortless for you <laughs> i don't know if you do anything to to make that happen but like i just the one of the visuals that i always come back to when i think about you was being in india in this really hot um like reception hall and it was like almost nobody around because we were there early for a function and it was really hot and we were all just sitting there suffering about how hot it was and waiting for the thing to start or just wondering like is there is it gonna get any cooler and you went up there was nobody there there was one guy who I guess worked there and I guess ended up finding later he was the like spiritual person conducting the ceremony <laughs> he was a I priest won't pretend to know the right term but yes he was uh the person doing that and and but he was the only one around and i don't know if you knew or didn't know or didn't care but next thing we knew because laura said i'm gonna check uh he was up on a ladder like turning on a fan it, the whole thing looked very dubious is this safe is this allowed is this guy supposed to be doing this but it's i like i don't I don't imagine there's a second thought in his head, like, why is this girl asking me to do this? He was just like, oh, yes, we must do yeah, something I about know. this. 
That's such a good That's memory. Funny. I just <laughs> always go to that this. one because I'm. I go to that one because I remember in that moment, you know, like talk about being present. I remember in that moment thinking, "This is Laura." Like, this is not surprising at all. <laughs> this is just how the world revolves around you. <laughs> like, I had forgot about that memory, but it's such a good example. Like, hey, I know you got a busy day, <laughs> but I'm pretty hot. <laughs> Do you mind mixing them? And see what it's I mean? It's just... like, it is I'm pretty hot, but at the same time, it's everyone's very hot. Like, it's not a, like, yeah. a self-serving thing or, like, a selfish thing. It was like, she made everybody's day better <laughs> by doing that, but... She was the only one who would have the confidence to do it. Yes, absolutely. Why not ask? I guess it's the question. Like, if he says no, okay, that's fine. Let's figure something else out. But if he says yes, he'll turn on the fan. I don't know. It's uh, it's a feeling where 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 what's the worst that could happen? Kind of a thing. And I I have found that a lot of the times. People are okay if you ask. And, and it's how you ask. It's how you um, go about it that makes a very impactful response. If I had gone to that guy and said, dude, like, it's miserable here. You have to do something. I don't think he would have budged. I don't think he would have been like, well, that is tough luck, right? But if you go, um, and I don't remember exactly, but I'm like, hey, you know what, like, wouldn't it be fun if we could turn that fan on and make everyone just a little bit happier? Or I don't, I, I'm not sure how I asked, but I'm sure that the intent was, was happy and loving and cheerful. And uh, you, there's a saying out there. It's like you win more people with honey, something along those lines. And I, I believe that to be true. I, I believe that um, with everything. Um, and I've gotten it the opposite way where I'm like, where I know I'm angry and I know I'm not there with the right intention and things don't go my way. Things are get closed of or customs takes all of our sunblock away, right? I mean, it is what it is, but, uh, but it's all a learning opportunity and it's all a way to navigate life and to see where things go and how you put yourself out there and what you receive. And let me add more to that. So how do you push yourself out of your comfort zone? That's a good what does question. That, what, does, what, what does it take? That's a good question. To push a pusher. To push a pusher. Um, it's a good question because I've been trying to figure that out. Um, I My biggest battle right now is my internal programming and how do I change deep down the roots that have been installed as a as a very young person and to answer the question it's it's about being open and allowing others in and allowing others to help and and taking the step to know that you're worth it so that you allowed others to help you um so i push myself internally by letting others in and helping me understand what I need to to be aware of and what needs to change and what needs to come out. And why am I not doing it? Is it, is it fear? Because that's not a good excuse. Is it money? That's also not a good excuse. Um, 
Is it dangerous? Well, maybe that that's something that we should probably look into. Um, but you, I don't know, I guess you kind of go through a checklist and you have to be very honest with yourself. You have to be very vulnerable and and truthful. And, and that's how you can kind of step back and and make that decision, make those, make those decisions. And I think everyone does that to a certain degree. Um, and it's easier for others. And it's easier on the situation, right? If it's something little, then you, you can quickly pick it up and, and just do it. If it's a bigger thing, you might need, like coming back to Tommy, a four-day prep to get you to, to being okay with even attempting something. Um, but there are... There are things that I'm sure I haven't been able to do because of fear or because of criticism or, and right now I'm on a, on a, in a level of awareness where, where I, if that were to come up again, I probably would go and do it because I don't want to miss out on the opportunity of learning from that experience of experiencing and coming out stronger and better from it. Being a mom. It's easy to believe that the concept of yourself gets blurry. So who you are probably gets merged in with who the lives are, you know, these beings that you're creating. Um, how do you feel about that today? Like, the, the, is, is it merged into one? Is there a need to keep something separate? Is it... It's evolving. Um, I, I feel that um, it's a huge I am. And what I mean by that, like I ams are, are things that you either are or are not, or you try to be, right? I am healthy. I am spiritual. I am, I am Laura. What does that mean? Um, I am a mom. I guess it's, it has changed with every child and is changing with the things that I'm learning. But part of that, what I was speaking to in the beginning of, you know, the wild lore is gone. Um, the, my wildness has disappeared a little bit and it's, I believe it's due to responsibility. Um, and I, I wasn't, I haven't been able to maintain my wildness and my responsibility at the same time. Um, and it's a process of learning to merge the two again because I guess it's, it's energy and, and, and awareness again. But yes, I have changed. Yes, I have become less of who I am and I'm giving more to these kids and I'm devoting myself more to them. But that's a choice. How much you give of yourself is a choice. Yes. Because there's like... But but is it a conscious choice? That's the question. And I think before, and even now, I'm still not fully in control of that choice. I think I give more than what I need to, maybe. Or maybe I'm giving the right amount. Or maybe I could give more. I'm not sure um, on, on the spectrum of giving <laughs> what that is. But I do know that I need to find a balance of becoming more me within these responsibilities um 
And I, I can, I know, I have a video of uh, me receiving a healing from a very, uh, from a person where I, he said that uh, what's, what's weighing me down, it's responsibility. And at that time, I was like, holy crap, that's huge um, opener. That's a huge awareness. It's like, I remember being 21 and being free in quotation marks. Um, and I guess from my rem my memory of it today, it was like, she was awesome. But was she? I don't know. I can't actually say that she was or she wasn't because all that exists is the now. All that is exists is today. And I'm seeing her through what I have right now. And maybe that's not realistic. Maybe that's not actually real. Just like I was explaining to you that, you know, I spent $100. What does $100 mean, right? It doesn't matter. Um, but I remember, you know, having an amazing meal with my husband. Um, and that was, that's different. That's a different feeling. So, um, yes, I, I believe that for me, I haven't completely found my balance um, between being a mom and being me or my personality as a mom. Um, and I'm coming to terms with it. It's, it's, like, it's like the more I accept it, the more that I, I'm willing to embrace it, the less of a hole it has on me. Um, the less of, a, of, of, of its grip of like, because the more that I resist it, the more that it persists. Um, but a year ago, I remember thinking, yeah, I guess I could just walk away and, and become 21-year-old Laura again. But what does that mean today? And it's not the same. It's not who I want to be. I've made this choice. I love this choice. Um, and I love those children. So how do I find myself in those children? And it's also a perspective, like, because other people might find me to be this super mom, which I don't believe. Like, I, I went to Granary Road the other day, and I had four kids with me, my three kids and a friend, and I bump into a mom. And that day, out of all those days, I actually had done my hair. She's like, oh, my God. You, uh, you've done your hair, you have four kids with you, you're all alone. And then she's like, I wasn't contemplating coming today without my husband. And I was just like, I was like, it's perspective. Like it's, it's, I mean, I went because I needed to get out of the house. If I'd stayed in the house, I might've killed one of them. I needed them out. I needed to be out. I needed to feel different. I needed a change in space. And she saw me as a superwoman. I'm like, that's interesting. It's, it's interesting how we perceive others. It's interesting how we see others and how we see ourselves. And it was like, it was a wake up call to say, hey, you're doing a good job. But it's also interesting that what you see in others, it's not real. It's just what you want to see in them. So, I mean, yes, there is, there is something there to your question where I need to figure out who I want to be, who I want to become with all the things that I have already created with my life um, and finding the balance, finding the, the, 
the spark that makes it all work together. <laughs> it's really interesting here. Like I would, I guess I'll push back on one thing that I heard you say a few times is that you're, you're less you. Mm-hmm. And I guess I would say, is it possible that you're just, you're exploring a you that you, you didn't get to see when you were 21. Yeah. You're exploring this, that it exists. It is Laura. It's just different. Right. And we kind of, I don't know, like, I think a lot of people have experienced that feeling where you're like, oh, 21 was so amazing. But and it's I've, not so much about 21 being so amazing. It's like the me right now wants to experience more adventure. Mm. So how do I experience more adventure with my seven-month-old baby? Gotcha. How do I experience more adventure with my limited beliefs about finances? How do I experience more adventure with all the housework that I believe I need to do, right? So it's like, like I said, it's finding that balance. Like it's finding the balance between who I have become as a homemaker, as um, as a mother, as as me, as my interests, as I want to learn more about whatever it is that I want to grow in. Um, if I want to create a business, where do I find the time for that? And who, what kind of Laura do I need to become for that? So it's, it's, it's a choice. Everything is a choice. And I need to become aware that I am creating the life that I have. I am creating the life that I'm, I'm experiencing. And I need to be grateful for that. I need to be um, understanding that what I am experiencing right now are thoughts from before. I want to experience more adventure. I want to experience more people, more cultures, more um, less routine, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, so how do I do that? How do I change who I am today to become that person? And that's, that's where I, I'm figuring out all these things about myself and I'm figuring out if it is what I want to do or if it isn't. Um, and again, it's empowering, but, but scary. But when you're successful at it, like you, you find little, little successes throughout the day or throughout the week and you kind of get a glimpse of what this could be. Right. And, and, and the part of being present and the part of letting go and just being here and saying, okay, this is fun. I can't believe I'm doing a podcast today. Like, I'm so grateful that we have parents that are supporting us that will take our kids. Mm -hmm. I am so grateful that, you know, we have the space to do this. I'm so grateful that we have the time to do this. Um, so just being present and grateful, I find that really makes the moment worthwhile. And it makes the moment, the next moment even better. Like, Agreed. And to actually, like put it out there it's not like i actually have my life together 24 7 that's not the case right i mean you out of all people trevor know what it's like to live with me 24 7 but i mean you try well sorry i hate saying that you become aware and you choose differently because 
you want to experience something. So for me, I cry a lot. Mm-hmm. I release a lot through crying. And I have recently decided that crying is a good thing. I'm, I allow my kids to cry. Like I, I allow my kids to feel their emotions because emotions are a big part of life because everything that we experience has an emotion. So, I mean, it's not sugar. Like, I feel like the podcast has a little sugar, has sugar coated this a little bit, but I want to make sure that people understand that not, it's not, it's not simple. It's, it's, it's difficult to choose yourself it's difficult to choose who you are because you have created yourself around what others think about you and when you take that away you lose your identity and now you have to become who you are and that's that's very invasive it's very um scary and you're left with more questions than answers you're left with why why is this happening why is this why am I feeling this way like I shouldn't this is not who I am but in reality is the more that you are able to peel the layers the more that you can let go the more that you can become freer the 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 baggage right like you you drop the weights and when you're dropping those weights it's not pretty it's it, it really isn't you can explode one moment the next moment you're crying the next moment you're hysterically like laughing it's not it's not pretty in my experience it's it's a moment by moment and day by day and then there are days that are way harder than others um like yesterday yesterday was a tough day for me i woke up and i felt like there was a lot that i was releasing and it wasn't fun i was I was angry, I was moody, I was sad, and I had limited patience. And being a mom with those those feelings, it's very difficult. It's very, um, it doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel like you're contributing to, uh, to your kid's life, but if you, if you're open and you're able to explain to them, you know, I'm feeling this way and this is how I'm dealing with it, uh, it could be also powerful. So, I mean, I just, I just, I wanted to get across the fact that I don't have my life together all the time. In fact, probably have my life together 40% of the time. And it's, it's working. It's, 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 it's trial and tribulation and, and constantly like shifting and, and and understanding a different side of me and peeling back the layers that that teach me more that lift me up and and open me up to new possibilities you have been so open about all the learning you've had to go through and all the struggles that you still have or challenges that you're trying to face and I think that is the most inspiring part it's not the everything is perfect and (laughs) as much as we love to put Laura on a pedestal (laughs) I do um, it is inspiring to actually have that to to hear back there are struggles behind there is 
effort behind this. There is lessons that I've learned and I'm still learning throughout this because it's, you know, we're all we're all on some parallel or perpendicular journey, but we're <laughs> learning from each other and that's really, really cool and really appreciated. Aww. I agree. This has been amazing. I think we've all learned a ton. I was terrified. <laughs> and I, I see like it just you just go with the flow. I prepare myself mentally by preparing my energy. And what I wanted out of this was to be authentic and to be me. I was just, whatever comes out, it comes out. It is what it is. So when I, when I took a step back and I let that happen, I was okay with it. So that's me working through my little mini demons i don't know what you would call them my fears my insecurities your ego but yeah that's a good one i like that um so i find that when i set an intention for something i find uh, things really really work out and sometimes i set intentions that i don't want but becoming aware and learning through those then you grow a little bit more and what I mean by that is like when I'm angry and I make a decision and I'm angry, things don't open up for me. And I've learned that maybe I shouldn't make a phone call when I'm angry. <laughs> I fear for the other side. <laughs> me too. I've been on the other side. Well, thank you, Laura, for saying yes mm, I to many of my questions. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for doing this with us. I think uh, I speak for many people, and that was very eye-opening, very inspiring. That's why we asked you to do it. We knew you'd be awesome at it. So thank you. I love you guys. 